Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing more. The show is Rob Black and your money heard here every Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. KDOW AM 1220. Joining me now, Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst with Briefing.com. I start every morning reading his page one column, and every Friday he gives a kind of a, a big picture image on what he's seeing out in the market. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hey, Rob. I'm doing well. Thanks. Yourself? Doing well. Um, not letting the market get to me. I'm I'm happy for a sell-off because, you know, the jobs report in the United States is still good. Recession doesn't look imminent. Exposure to China is minimal. So a lot of things that are freaking people out aren't tied to me. Um, or am I being naive? I'm going down. It's the Titanic. <laughs> uh, I suppose it, it might all depend on how your own uh, investment portfolio is positioned. Um, but uh, clearly, if someone you know is uh, overweighted anything that's related to China, you know, I'm probably not feeling so great right now. But I think in the grand scheme of things here, what we're seeing unfold is a is a recalibration of that entire global economic outlook, right, and what it ultimately means for earnings growth here for U.S.-based companies. And the initial messaging, certainly, in 2016 from both the stock and the bond markets is that uh, it does not connote very good things uh, at, this per- at this point in time. And I think the market is looking somewhat anxious about what lies ahead, and, and what you're seeing is a, a natural move to uh, – uh, away from risk assets and into those safe haven um, areas like treasuries and uh, and what many people perceive as a safe haven, that being gold, uh, and certainly probably even just a move to cash. But you're certainly seeing people pull back on some of that risk exposure, and it's happened in spades for some of these really uh, uh, widely held momentum stocks of late, and that has weighed heavily on the broader market, just given their uh, their influence from a market capitalization standpoint. So I saw a statistic this morning that 60% of the S&P 500 companies are already in a bear market, some of them more, financials more so. Um, some areas haven't hit it yet. Some tech stocks certainly have, companies like Tesla, companies like Apple. Um, are you starting to see any areas where there's value out there, or is this still a situation of, step back, let it happen, or maybe somewhere in between? Yeah, you know, it is a, it's a market where you, you kind of do have to pick and choose uh, spots. 
you know, uh, in my big picture column uh, that I posted on Friday, I, I made the observation that this is not March 2009, uh, but unfortunately, I think that ultimately means uh, not great things for uh, for index investors anyway. Uh, and what I was driving at there essentially was when you think back to March 2009, just think about you know how the world was awash in negativity. I mean, things are negative now, but they were really negative in March 2009, uh, and that was a time when you saw uh, you know the PE multiple on the S&P 500, uh, you know, it collapsed, you know, because earnings uh, were you know falling apart, uh, the world was falling apart, or so it seemed. But what that only did is that because prices collapsed so much, uh, you were able to start from such a, a much lower valuation standpoint that your chances of generating some really nice, positive, long-term, long-term returns was, was readily apparent. And we don't see that right now at this juncture. You have a market, depending on whatever P.E. multiple you're looking at, if you're just looking at, say, an S&P 500 operating earnings you know, multiple, you know, a lot of these consensus estimate providers would say that you're trading around 16 times forward 12-month earnings. Okay? Well, that's all well and good. It's in line with the 15-year historical average, so it creates this impression that you know, you've got some value there. But if you look at the Schiller P.E. ratio, uh, which uh, looks at things a little a little differently. It's you know based on an average inflation adjusted earnings from the previous ten years. It's still quite elevated uh, relative to a twenty year average. And so uh, the point made here is that you've got a market that's fairly valued at best, and perhaps it's still extremely overvalued at worst. And so creates some difficulties in trying to discern you know whether this is a, a good time to get into the market. I don't think it is necessarily uh, as far as piling in from an indexing standpoint. Uh, but I do think that you will start seeing some opportunities avail themselves, and you kind of have to hold your nose in a way. And, and what I'm driving at is looking at you know, something like the energy sector, right? Uh, it probably still has more downside from here, but it has fallen apart. Earnings estimates have collapsed, and prices have come way down. But it's not all that dissimilar to that period in March 2009 when the world was awash in negativity. And when you talk about oil today, it's all negative, Right. And you do have a potential inflection point there if OPEC and non-OPEC members can potentially get together and agree on some production cuts, because uh, that would be a huge catalyst for uh, not only the commodity, but for the energy sector as well. And, and interestingly enough, the energy sector is actually one of the best-performing sectors this, this year. It's down 3%, so it's still losing money, but from a relative, it's showing some good relative strength uh, versus some of these other areas like financials and healthcare and uh, information technology. What are you looking at right now? What's your thoughts? How would you talk to your buddy, your brother-in-law, things like that? Mm-hmm. Um, where are you at in, in your head? Well, I, you know, I think this is a, a market environment where you really have to understand your risk tolerances and, and what, what really is your investment time horizon here. Uh, you know, we said at the end of 2015 that if your time horizon does not stretch past 2016, uh, you know, so you had about a one-year outlook, probably wasn't the best um, setting up for the best investing environment uh, in 2016. And then we suggested, you know, to look more from a defensive standpoint. Um, now, if if you have that multi-year time horizon, uh, then just kind of what we talked about earlier, I think you need to start, you know, digging through some of the carnage here and seeing where some of those real nice opportunities are uh, with, you know, relative to, you know, pr- price return potential. Uh, the energy sector is certainly one of those areas. 
you look at some of the transports, right? They're, you know, they're down in a bear market. Um, rails have gotten clobbered. Um, you, you know, a number of the airlines, you know, they're, they're getting hit as well. The truckers. <clears throat> so there's spots there. You, you look in the retail sector. Um, I mean, the carnage there has been something else. And so there's there are going to be opportunities. Um, you know, in that space, you know, if you look at like a Polo Ralph Lauren, right, it got just absolutely obliterated um, after its recent earnings report. Uh, it's come down sharply, and you know, it's a brand. It's got such great brand equity. I think it's in the midst of some uh, some cyclical issues here, and it's obviously being affected by you know some weather issues and issues with tourism, but. Things will turn around, right? And if you get a really well-managed company like, say, for instance, Polo Ralph Lauren, um, you know, you can see some nice long-term returns here if you start to, you know, sort of dip your foot in the water. It's not kind of an all-in type of option at this point, I don't think, but you do start looking around and, and seeing some of those opportunities. So that's what I'm telling people, uh, you know, here now. Is you just have to really understand what your investment time horizon and risk tolerances are and then to go from there. And I'll throw in two cents and see if you agree or disagree. And you're allowed to disagree. Names like Colgate, names like Procter & Gamble, you know, kids are going to have to wipe their butts and wear diapers and brush their teeth. Uh, Johnson & Johnson free baby shampoo for years and years to come. Sometimes it's the down markets where you get that opportunity to maybe buy Coca-Cola. Who likes Coca-Cola for growth? No one. But who likes it for dividends? A lot of people. So any thoughts on buying like some just boring staple kind of names? Yeah, you know, and and uh, I have to correct myself. I misspoke a little bit earlier. The energy sector is not down three percent year to date. It's down a little bit more, but it's still under it's still outperforming the broader gotcha. market. But um, but to your point, the consumer staple sector is is down about three percent year to date. It's outperforming as you have grown. You know, we've grown accustomed to seeing in in down markets. You see a consumer staple sector, which is a counter cyclical sector, um, tend to exhibit relative strength as. Uh, institutional investors come back around to appreciate the uh, the benefit of uh, steady dividend payers who have an ability to continue to raise that dividend in just about any economic environment because of you know the uh, you know that inelastic demand for as you say things like toiletries and toothpaste and detergent um, that needs always going to be there uh, even in, in down markets so you know it, with those stocks. Because of the rush to safety in some of those areas, you do have to take stock of whether they are trading at you know high multiples. You know they might provide some reprieve here and some relief in the, in the near term. But the point I made at the top of the interview is, you start from a period of high valuation, you know your future return prospects are going to be less. So if your emphasis is on just simply income generation that can come out of that dividend, yeah, there's a lot of good opportunities there. If you're looking for total return you know, uh, potential. Uh, you might not see as much upside price. You might even lose something there uh, because of some restrictions on, on the valuation side of things. So just, you know, be careful. But look to those areas, obviously, if, you, if you're in, in periods like this, if you're looking for some stability or some relative strength vis-a-vis the broader market. You are a great gentleman. I appreciate the insights, um, the calming approach, even though there's some distress out there. Um, I think you do a great job. It's Patrick O'Hare. I start my morning every morning with reading his page one. I'm not saying that just to say that. I was actually thrilled when I was offered the chance to interview him once a week because he is where I start my day. Um, I think the insights are good, and I think if you're spooked or you're excited, um, you need to calm those things down and have a plan. I'm a guy who likes a plan. 
I get into fights with loved ones for not having plans. I get in fight at works for not having a plan. What do you think I want on the investment side? A plan. You can get more information about briefing.com at briefing.com. You can get more information about me. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. I'm on Twitter, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. <laughs>